space-time, the ever-expanding frontier. These are the records of the most needlessly complicated rewatch of the Star Trek franchise ever. Its mission, to locate every second, contemplate every eon, from outside time to the Big Bang, to the 20th century, all the way to the end of all existence. To do what no sane entity has ever done before. This is the Temporal Trek Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Temporal Trek Podcast. It's Season 3, Episode 43, and Season 2, Episode 17. It's Kanama. As always, with me is... It's Dan, and between us we are... Dan! Dan! And there goes the jingles. Yes. <laughs> it's so much easier. We know what's coming now. <laughs> the, the editing is so much easier. There you go. Hello. Um, and uh, yes, for the listeners, uh, we're also not alone as well because we have uh, our very own Zoomus. I mean, Zachary, uh, who may be interrupting us throughout the episode as we go through as well. <laughs> he's, he's feeling a bit poorly. He's not very well. Uh, so he's had to take some time off from nursery. Um, uh, but uh, he's with us as well. So if you hear him shouting, Daddy, I can't do this on Xbox, you'll know what's going yeah. on. And more, more than likely, he'd be the most... In- intelligent member of the of the podcast has he watched canama uh no but he actually i should get his reaction to the uh to the theme tune yes you should. because uh, every, every time he's on it he, he mouths the words as if he's singing it like an opera ah. so he gets into it so whether that means he likes it or he's just like he's a slave to it now i don't know but um yeah, we'll have to get his opinion later. Kanama. Yes. Uh, now, we ended the last episode with us going, oh, God, it's Kanama. Yes. Any nice thoughts about the episode? <laughs> um, I've watched it a few times now, and it's okay, but we, we were talking about shit sandwiches recently. <laughs> and I have to say, I think we're, 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 in, we're just entering one now mm-hmm. because we've got Kanama, then The Crossing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then judgment. Yep. <laughs> Kanamar is not great, but it's better than judgment. Mm. Put it that way. Where would judgment then sit above seventh? Seventh is still the, the lowest. Yeah, I think so. Except for the fact that um, it's a ripoff of of um, I can't remember which one. Which one of the films is it? It's um, uh, Star Trek Six. Star Trek Six. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just a ripoff. It's a like you know, it's a forty-five minute version. <laughs> i have to say when when i watch these the two episodes uh peeking behind the curtain listeners i we've, we're doing two episodes today because the canamar i just i really have very few notes other than literally listing scene by scene what has happened i have no notes on like thoughts or themes or anything that i could try and mine for it there, there's very little here um so i figured we'd do two episodes and then I went straight into judgment, trying to, you know, you know, I have to get the, you know, zero minutes, zero seconds, make sure that I'm getting the right time and everything. And yeah, it's basically just what if they made a TV movie version of <laughs> of the undiscovered country uh, with less of a budget, less sort of any sort of uh, original thought whatsoever. Um, and they just did it with the Enterprise crew instead. Um, yeah. Oh, God. It's, it's so baffling how up and down this yes. season is like there'll, there'll be a, a good cluster of episodes yep. at the beginning the turd sandwich we've already been yep. through we went up again for a short time and now we've descended into um not quite a worse i think we had the turd sandwich that was much worse yeah. but this this sandwich the second sandwich on the platter yep. 
is just just awful yeah. as well. It's so so bland and basic, yeah. and that's basically what Canamar feels yeah, like to me. I agree, unfortunately. And that goes back into a normal world. Okay, why don't you do a game you know how to play? Yeah, he's interrupting again. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's. He, he doesn't know how to do it. It's okay. Oh, there's a frowny face. <laughs> if only, if only this was a visual uh, podcast, everybody. But um, uh, yeah, I tell you what. After we're done recording, I'll show you how to do it. Yeah. Mm. You can't do tabs. Yeah. No. Okay. Fair what about Ben Ten? Can't play Ben Ten. This is the most interesting conversation you're going to have, <laughs> listeners. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah, it really, this episode feels so stock. Yeah. There's there's just a play-by-play. Something happens. Archer kind of figures his way yeah. out. The end. Yeah. Not as boring, though, no. as the seventh no, no, for me. No, definitely not. The seventh felt like it went nowhere. This at least had a beginning, middle, and end, but just I didn't really care. Yeah. Um, zero minutes, zero seconds. We do the opening, and they find Shuttle Pod 1 is adrift. Again, yep. the trigger, as we called it back yes. in uh, a few episodes ago, we called it uh, Trigger Pod One um, because it's adrift. There's no life signs. Da, da, da. Archer's been abducted. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Jonathan Archer. Answer the question. Yeah, uh, just the setup. Uh, you know, is it anything special? Not really, but I was really sort of, I don't know if confused is the right word, but why was it floating like that? I mean, mm. <laughs> there's no gravity in there, apparently. I mean, that's really <laughs> odd. I mean, what happened? <laughs> they. They let it go, and then for some reason, someone thought, "Let's just spin it. Let's just yeah, it's clip really it." Really weird. <laughs> Very strange. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. It, and it looked like it'd been really beaten yeah. up, like it'd been shot to hell. Like there were flames down the side or scorch marks and everything like that. Very strange. Maybe you know Archer was trying to do some detailing and it just went really badly <laughs> wrong. Um, that's maybe why they really got um, you know arrested. It yeah. wasn't for smuggling. It was just really bad designs that. Uh, that Trip were put was putting on the side of the shuttle. We then come out the credits and we go into a little briefing. Uh, it was nice because uh, Hoshi sort of mentioned that you know uh, Archer was talking about water polo in his in his logs that he'd found this alien sport that was a little bit like water polo. Uh, Travis said absolutely nothing. Like he was stood there with his arms folded <laughs> and was told to go set a course and didn't even say you know yes ma'am or I sir. Literally just went off and just did it. <laughs> Didn't say a word in the whole scene. It's a it's a two minute scene, and he had nothing to say. Reed was very obsessed with that they didn't go without a fight, yeah. and Flocks was talking about blood on the deck plating. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on the briefing? Not really. I mean, it was you know it just sort of set up the the, the scene really, didn't it? It was one of those one of those episodes, one of those um, scenes that just leads to another one, really. So no, not a lot yeah. to say about that. And I didn't notice. Um, well, this is the terrible thing. I didn't notice that. Um, I can't even remember his name. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, fly shipman. Fly shipman. Um, yeah, the guy. The guy yeah, that, that guy. That you know, yeah. What's his name? Yeah, um, yeah. Dave. Um, yeah. Bill. Yeah, he's got. He's got like twelve abs. Yeah, um, that's it. Yeah. He's. Yeah. Ah. He looks beautiful. I cannot, for the life of me, remember his name. Um, 
yeah. It's just, it's so basic. Yeah. It, it really, it, I mean, it sets up that there's some sort of danger. Yeah. Oh, there's blood on the deck plating. I don't know. Like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It's all right. Um, but I mean, that could be like I, a little scratch, couldn't it? It's not like, you yeah. know, if it was four pints of blood on the deck plating, then maybe, you know, <laughs> but it could be just literally like a drop. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if they went, if they didn't go without a fight, would there be blood of the aliens as well? Well, maybe. Like, yeah. With the, like they got, they got the, the kicked out yeah. of them, and uh, you know they didn't land a single no. punch on any of the aliens at all. <laughs> we then find out what's happened to Trip and Archer because we then go to the transport, yeah. and this is where we get that they're a little bit banged up. They they sort of wake up in these shock cuffs. Um, they're advised to stay quiet if they know what's good for them. Uh, Archer wakes up next to a certain kind of alien who is, uh, it looks like the same muggers from Two Days and Two Nights. Oh, it does. You're right. Um, it's, yeah. It's, it's the same sort of alien sort of get up and all that kind of stuff. Is that Archer? What's an Archer? Very good question. Yeah. What, what is, is an, an Archer? archer? Yes. What is an Archer? Oh, my God. You you know exactly what to ask for, Zachary. You haven't even been here for any of the re- recordings. Archer, Captain Archer, the guy who flies, you know, the ship. He's the captain. Yeah. We don't even know who he no. is. No, we don't. <laughs> what would you say? What would you say he is this week? What 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 archer we got? This I don't. Week? I just it. He was being a bit um, canny. He was doing his acting mm, again. Yes, yeah. I, I'm a I'm a smuggler. He was very smug yeah. about it. This was sort of bland archer mm. because like there there really wasn't any thing. He wasn't feeling righteous because he had to pretend to be a smuggler. Yeah. He didn't feel like he had all the answers. He was just sort of winging a prayer archer. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So wheeler dealer yes. archer i guess maybe if we just had triggers uh shuttle maybe this is del boy archer he's got to figure out his way to try and figure out what's going on and you know trip trip is his uh <laughs> is his younger brother yes. um uh oh my god what's his name trig why'd you call me dave my name's not dave my name's rodney i thought it was dave <laughs> oh, it's rodney. You sure? Yeah, I'm positive. I've looked it up on my birth certificate and my passport and everything. It is definitely Rodney. Oh, well, you live and learn. So what's Dave? Nickname, right? No! You're the only one who calls me Dave. Everybody else calls me Rodney. And the reason they call me Rodney is because Rodney is my name. Oh, well. I shall have to get used to calling you Rodney. Thank you. Yeah, Basil, are you going to get this meeting started? Me and Dave ain't got all night. Rodney! Yeah, yeah. Del Boy and Rodney. Rodney. That's it. Dave, Dave, sorry. Dave. Oh, Dave. Um, yeah, well, Dave. Oh, my God, yeah. Maybe this is, like, the the only fools and horses of the episode. Like, they're in a beaten-up old banger of a vehicle. <laughs> They've got a problem to deal with. There's a proper bad one, yeah. a wrong one. Who's uh, who's trying to take over the ship? Who's also got another wrong one? Who's the Norsican? Who's looking after him? Um, and uh, um, Boise is yeah probably one of the guards. No, Boise's the the ineffectual guy that they're talking to all the time. He's like, oh, these problems happen all the yes. time. You know, the guy that Topo the is trying to deal yeah. with and sort of talk about and what's going wrong. Yeah, well, maybe yeah. Only Fools and Horses does a does an episode. Let's talk about that because like, <laughs> this is very basic. This episode. Uh, right, what else? Uh, who's, yeah, so Boise. Yes. Boise's got to be that guy, yep. the ineffectual guy. I think. Um, um, I think um, Trigger is the guy that just goes on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right, Dave. Dave! Hello, Dave. Oh God. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I'm trying to Mickey Pierce. Pierce. Who's Mickey Pierce? Mickey Pierce has got to be Reed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's like dodging and diving with the dealer. Yeah. So, yeah, always thinks he's a bit bigger than he actually is. Because where it all comes from is a mystery. It is, it um, is a mystery, yeah. It's like the coming of the seasons, the tide of the seas. Uh, Tipo was negotiating with this guy. I'm really, I've lost. <laughs> yeah, I have too, actually. Yeah. It's, it's just, yeah, they're negotiating with this. Yeah, it's a busy port. Yeah. We don't really, you know, uh, know what's going on, but they're more than happy to detain and arrest yes. these people all the time. Um, just again, kind of feels like they're going not necessarily full Nazi this mm. week, but they're not playing that that move. It's more like an what if the Nazis took over and were really bad at the job? <laughs> they were really ineffectual. Uh, any thoughts on that? I think you're right. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I mean that that way they just arrest people randomly. They clearly, I mean, at the end of the episode, yeah. Archer says about it, doesn't he? But it's clear mm. that they just sort of right, you know, they just chuck people away almost regardless, you know. So there's that sort <laughs> of. There's that, um, is it Cardassia where, you know, when you get tried, you, you get convicted because it's impossible that the Cardassian state could possibly be be wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like that, isn't it? It's that sort of idea that, you know, if, if you're if you're sort of captured or if you're convicted, not convicted, if you're um, charged, we say, then you're, you are guilty because, you know, <laughs> which is a very fascist idea. Wouldn't someone like that at least have a sort of an idea of where they might be with like a, you know, I, I, I realise that it is a very busy port, yeah. but you'd think that the you know two aliens who have never seen before have been arrested. That would be like a new thing. Mm. That would be sort of somewhere up on his priorities. Even if they've arrested a thousand people that week, um, you know, two new aliens they've never seen before in a shuttle pod they've never seen before. Surely that would stand out somewhere along the line. Um, but we also now get to meet uh, Captain Zumas, yes. uh, the annoying guy with the. Um, do you remember the old um, uh, jelly sweet uh, snakes you yes. used to get in like party bags when you used to yeah. go to kids kids yeah. parties when you were younger and all that? And that was the one thing that you got. It looked like they they hung a million of them <laughs> off of his chin, yeah. and he's just you know, <laughs> chilling. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on Captain Zumas, uh, who is consistently annoying the whole way through the episode? Yeah, I mean. He's basically just annoying, but yeah. I, I'd like to know what they were going for because mm-hmm. there's almost there's something in there, almost you know, there's a sort of com- comedy in there that mm-hmm. never quite landed. I don't think it was just annoying. It was just an, it was. <laughs> I mean, it was obviously it was meant to be annoying for for trip, but it's actually just mm-hmm. really annoying to watch. <laughs> you know, it just it, oh. I was annoyed. <laughs> you know, I felt like getting up and walking away from my telly, you know, going to sit <laughs> next to my other telly. Not that I've got another telly, but if I had another telly, I'd sit next to the other telly because it was less annoying. <laughs> I, I felt Trip's pain. I really did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, uh, as I said last week when we were sort of saying, oh, it's Canamar. Um, <laughs> it is every time you go on the on the train. Uh, yep. And you've got that one guy who sits next to you and just doesn't stop talking, even though you've got your eyes down. You may even have your eyes closed yeah. trying to pretend to sleep yeah. and he'll just interrupt you. Okay. Um, yeah. He, and it's not even a redeemable feature. So, so thinking the whole episode, there's like annoying, annoying. They have like a little heart to heart. And then you think, okay, the character's sort of redeemed now. Um 
and by the end of it maybe he's like the, the cowardly lion that finally you know stands up for himself and all this end of the mouse that roared and all this kind of stuff but even at the end he is still a coward to the last second he really doesn't betray that and it's just like why am i supposed to like this yeah. character he stood up for the bad guy who is so obviously yeah. the bad guy in this episode yeah. and and says look out yeah, you know absolutely. you could have got shot oh what was the uh, point yeah, of that i agree it was a very odd odd choice when they built those roads, they had no thought of drainage in mind. So we had to take a special jeep up to the main road. In fact, we were lucky to even get a jeep since just the day before. Only one that we had broke down and had a bad accident. Excuse me, sir. Uh, there's been a little problem in the cockpit. The cockpit? What is it? It's the little room in the front of the plane where the pilots sit. That's not important right now. And, uh, you know, have that Captain Zuma thing play out in the end. Like, he's the one who actually steers the ship yeah. out of the atmosphere because he's a captain. And it just so happens that he knows how to fix this particular thing and he works with it. And he becomes captain of the of the transport ship. You know, he, he, he proves himself to the, to the aliens or something. Um, it just, it felt like it was going nowhere. Yeah. And just like this episode, yeah. uh, it really felt like, they, they were going to go to Kanaman now. They're not going to Kanaman now. They're going to go to a double sun. Oh, no, they're not going to a double sun. They're going to this planet. Yeah. Why are they going to the planet? Well, they're going to crash the ship. And it just goes on <laughs> and on. And it does not stop. Um, we just about get to the point where Archer and Trip are being released. And, uh-oh, yep. it's a prison break. And we get sort of the crux of the episode, which is basically this prisoner guy who doesn't want to go back to Kanaman because he was there when he was a young child uh, and doesn't want to go back. And that is the big sort of the uh, character arc for him. The, the reason that he does anything, the motive for anything is that he doesn't want to go back because it was a hard life. Um, just uh, any thoughts on, on the prison break? Did you, did it make any sense? Did you feel like it was a bit stilted, a bit like some of the fight scenes we've had in previous episodes where it was like, eh, okay, yeah, okay. They, they managed to outthwart four armed guards. Um, no, I thought this was okay, actually. Um yeah, I thought it was okay. I, I like the the, ex, the explanation for it later on. I think that was quite mm-hmm. cool, actually, in a way. You know, having the implants was quite clever. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, it was just. I mean, he just sort of stood there. I mean, I, I think didn't he just sort of stand there for a second and go oi, and the the, the guard <laughs> you know gave him plenty of time to react with a gun, you know, <laughs> rather than just bashing him over the back of the head or something. When he didn't know. And I'm surprised there was only one guard. Yeah, you know, that, that seems at any one yeah, time. Exactly, absolutely. You'd think there'd be two guards, wouldn't you? Exactly, you know. or or maybe more than one set of restraints. Oh, yeah. like, why is it not the hands and the yep. feet? You know, or uh, tentacles if you've got different kinds of aliens. You know, they it just seemed really bad design yeah. that they would have such few security precautions on a transport that is now full yeah. of, in their eyes, yeah. criminals. Yeah. Um, just very strange. Um, they eventually find out that uh, they uh, need to take over the ship and that they can't fly it. So Archer then says, well, you know, if you're going to fight the ship at warp, you could run into an asteroid without thinking. I'm a pilot. I'm a pretty good one. Uh, tries to beef up yeah. his role and sort of say, uh, you know, he does his Del yeah, Boy. He does. Says, you know, he does the best selling technique. Uh, they finally get into the cockpit. And this is something I do on the Epsilon 3 podcast, which is a Babylon 5 rewatch podcast uh, that I do with uh, my other two pod bros, um, Paul and Sean. And basically, whenever I look at an episode, I try and spot the airplane moment. Um, you know, 
I love the movie Airplane. And any time that there's, if, if there's an episode where there's an obvious airplane moment, it's usually a bad episode because I'm thinking about Airplane and I'm not look, look, paying attention to the episode. This had one of them. Uh, Archer looks over the controls and it sort of pans across. And you know that shot where Ted Stryker just looks at the controls and it just keeps on going on and on and on. This was that moment. So I then started thinking about Airplane for the rest of the episode. You know, are they going to crash? Is there an autopilot that inflates in the background? Um, you know, I, I think that could have been a more interesting episode if it had just turned into a comedy episode where they've got to somehow fly this plane and, and crash land it on a planet. Um, no other reason. You know, there's there's bad guys with backstories that don't mean anything, all that kind of stuff. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Uh, what I was impressed with in a, in a sort of mocking way was how he was able to read um, the alien language so well. You know. Mm. Yeah. Strange yeah. that. Strange. You just go, oh, there's this button and that button and this button. Oh, right, okay. How did you know that? I mean, even, I, I would imagine. I mean, you have to be, you know, I'm not an expert on, on sort of on air aviation, but I believe that you have to be trained on each plane. Doctor, I've checked everyone. Mr. Stryker's the only one. What flying experience have you had? Oh, I flew single-engine fighters in the Air Force, but this plane has four engines. It's an entirely different kind of flying, altogether. It's, it's an, an entirely, entirely different, different kind of flying. Of flying. Mm -hmm. you, know, you can't just, like, fly a, fly a, a Sopwith Camel and then, then move on to an A380 or something. You know, you need to be, you know... <laughs> so that, that was a problem for me yeah you might you might say it's an entirely different engine altogether yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i am basically just going to mine airplane for different clips and then just strip them out <laughs> and just paste them into this episode this is where we find out there's subterminal implants yep. we also get the backstory uh for being in the yep. the canamar area now they give the the bad guy the the backstory yep. you know the, the bit of depth to him the fact that he was wrongly accused as a kid um, he was uh, accused of stealing, I think it was, uh, when he had nothing to do with it. But then they sent him there and he spent his entire uh, childhood growing up in a prison. And it does a really good job of making you feel yep. for this character Absolutely. and that he's actually a, a genuine guy who just got caught the wrong end of this inept Nazis in space society. Um, uh, did you feel like he'd won you over with that speech or was it still pretty bland no i think he won me over yeah definitely i could understand you know why the the frustrations of that and the the sort of in, injustice of that absolutely so yeah mm. i can see i can see his motivation there it makes mm. sense you know I, I mean you wouldn't want to go to prison full stop but you know you certainly wouldn't want to go back from, from that you mm. know so um no i think that was that was i don't know if highlight is the right word but it was the most sort of believable bit in it mm. you know most sort of what's the word i'm not sure there's actually the, the, you know hot fuzz yes and yeah. there's a bit there's a bit in there when they talk about they went to an amateur dramatics play yes and he said we just sat through two and a half hours of whatever it was and the kiss at the end was the only <laughs> believable bit <laughs> and, and this was the only believable bit, really. Tim Blower was clearly having an affair with Eve Draper. Oh, and how did you establish that? Because we sat through three hours of so-called acting last night, and the kiss was the only convincing moment in it. 
Yeah. And this actor, uh, again, calling back to Epsilon 3, he played a, a psychopathic killer, a relentless psychopathic killer in an in a, in a episode of Babylon 5 that we were watching from season one. Um, so he, he's your go-to if you want unhinged psychopathic people. Um, but at least in this version of the character that he was playing, there was a believable backstory. It really did come into it. Um, and at that point, I was on his side. Yeah. It made perfect sense. We uh, get him sort of being a bit more unhinged as two vessels turn up, patrol ships turn up, and he goes straight to the aggressive yes. mode. Now, it didn't sort of you know counteract because, it, it, of course, he's going to fight back because he doesn't want to go back to prison. But you're already starting to see there's a second part to his personality. There is the understandable motivation, yeah. but then there is this second part to his personality, which is um, unnecessarily violent. Um uh you know and will lead to a decision that he makes later which i think completely undermines the story that he was saying that i wasn't a criminal yes um by by taking a step that he didn't need to take he was given an out but didn't take yeah. it um but this one you know uh they use clogged injectors yes. as their way of out thwarting the uh the two patrol vessels uh if ever you're gonna use a clogged injector of course you're gonna have trip aren't you um, hopefully, now that he's you know seen that he needs to do that, maybe he can do it on the Enterprise. Because as far as we know, he still hasn't done it for the last twenty weeks. So uh, there we go. Um, they warp off and they get away. Um, and uh, uh, Zuma says, "Oh, that that was nice. You know, that was a, a little interlude." Yes. Uh, and told him to shut up. Um, never been on Trip's side more than this episode. <laughs> Just any other thoughts on sort of the action beat of taking out the ships? Was it was it a high point or was it like, oh, it's just Star Trek again? We're just, it's the basic. Yeah, I suppose it was a bit, I mean, it's a bit unfortunate because I, I guess it might be the first time it was done. Yeah. So it's yeah. actually sort of the archer manoeuvre. Mm. Um, but yeah, you're right. It is unfortunate because we're seeing it after seeing loads of other Trek. It's a bit sort of, <laughs> oh yeah, they, they've they I mean, you'd think at this point, it would be quite widely understood that this could happen, you know, yeah. and and people would develop some kind of sort of de defense against this, mm -hmm. you know, because otherwise you could just make a, a ship with loads of plasma in it and use that as your your sort of <laughs> yeah. weapons, you know. Um, yeah, they got they got to deploy the giant cork uh, <laughs> before they can approach an enemy yeah. vessel just to make sure. It's yeah, it's just um, yeah. It's all right. It's all right, but you know, it's a bit. Stock. It worked. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. It's stock, but it worked, which might be the tagline for the entire episode. Yeah. Um, uh, Archer does give a believable story. We've got acting Archer yes. again. Um, you know, after his little gambit a couple of episodes ago with uh, with Precious Cargo, um, and he's brought it back again. So uh, you know, his acting ability is actually pretty good. He manages to convince this guy that he is just as bad as yeah. he is. Um, with the the caveat, I don't kill people. You know, I, I've been taken in for smuggling. Don't want to yeah. go a bit too far. Um, uh, Trip really loses it about mudflies, and he asks for ten minutes of silence, and he really like lays into this guy. <laughs> I, again, I have never been on Trip's side as much as I was in this episode. Yeah. Um, they. No, that's it. I don't have anything else on that. <laughs> Literally, yeah. It's just basically, I'm just reading through my notes here and I'm just like, eh, yeah, yeah. He basically just tells him to <laughs> shut up. That's all it says. Uh, 
there's like i was listing out all the different things like mud flies and all the other things he starts talking about but it's like yeah it's just more stuff more annoying stuff you just don't want to talk about it uh archer and trip realize that uh there's something else to the gambit so the the, the bad guy wants to do something else it's not necessarily about getting away from yep. the ship he wants to do something else so they need to hatch a plan and sort of take him down um they uh whilst they're making this plan consequently on the enterprise to pole it has sort of caught up with this other ship that seems to be going on a rendezvous mission with the transport and they catch up with it and they realize uh where's that going what's it doing what's the crew compliment uh and we get a bit of uh read like uh, a couple of phase cannons nothing we can't handle uh, yeah is this a retread? Is he a bit too arrogant? Or is it just Reed being Reed? It's just Reed being Reed. I'm going to save my retread. I've got quite a major retread coming up in the next episode. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to save my retread at the moment. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But I did like the to poll. It sort of um, the camera comes up onto her face. And as soon as he said, nothing, nothing we can't handle, to poll kind of raises her eyebrows yeah. in a very Spock like kind of way. And almost a smile breaks across her face. Like, I know what we're going to do. Um, she manages to gain Archer's superpower this week of an elaborate plan that isn't explained to no one, but somehow gets pulled off and everyone knows what's going on. <laughs> the transport makes it to orbit. Uh, Trip asks for a bit of muscle, manages to uh, outthwart yeah. him again by picking, picking up some handcuffs and whacking him on the back of the head. <laughs> Zumas again undermines yep. everything that we've got of him and warns Loren uh, Koto uh, that, you know, he's going to get shot. You know, you're welcome. Why? Yeah, like, not, I thought we were yeah. supposed to like this guy. It makes no sense, does it? It makes no sense. Absolutely. Yeah, we find out that Loren is actually going to crash the ship and rather than taking everyone with him, where there's more than enough room, as Archer says, um, so he must know something about the, the ship that they've yeah. got with is scanned it i guess um on that immense panel that he can somehow read and um he's actually going to kill everybody because you know uh, if they won't be looking for us if they think we're yeah. dead and this is the point where i feel like he undermined any kind of sympathy that we would have had for him he was given an obvious out yeah. he was found he found a way to actually uh, get everyone off there he doesn't yet know that they've been duped yeah. and that the enterprise have actually taken over this this shuttle um but there was a um a real reason that he could have got away with it. He yeah. could have actually brought everyone onto that shuttle and they could have survived. And that, you know, we could have had a conversation of like, you're not evil. We know you're not evil. You were put in this prison yeah. wrongfully. Why be bad? Yeah. But he is bad. Yeah. And he actually wanted to kill everybody. And actually maybe he was guilty yeah. and maybe we got a sob story and he did actually steal whatever he stole as a kid and did go to prison for a genuine reason. You know, was that sob story at the beginning actually just a lie um, to to try and win Archer over? Um, it kind of brings into question everything yep. about the character up to that point. I, I think it was genuine. I really do. Mm -hmm. But I think he was affected by that experience. And, you know, and, and yeah, I think... Um, you don't have to be an asshole. You know, <laughs> you don't have to. I mean, I suppose the logistics of saving everyone in his mind, you know, what do you do with them afterwards? You yeah. know, but yeah, I think um, he was, yeah, I think, I don't think he was guilty as a child. I think that was totally mm -hmm. genuine, but I think he just turned out to be a bit of a bastard, <laughs> basically. <laughs> 
<laughs> those, yeah, I mean, those harsh yeah. know, uh, realities of growing yeah. up made him into the horrible monster yeah, that he is today. Absolutely. I think that's this is why the episode falls down for me, is that that doesn't get brought out. It doesn't mm. get discussed. You know, the fact that it's left so basic yeah. that he he turns evil again at the end. Um, you know, it's not Archer and Trip sitting in the mess hall, lights below, and they're they're sharing a, a glass. You know, that was a horrible experience. You know, we all go through horrible experiences. Yeah. Doesn't it change yeah. us? I felt like it was missing the Star Trek message yes. or the Star Trek speech. Yeah. You know, it could have been something about, you know, I understood where he was coming from. You know, injustice doesn't get us anywhere. You know, yeah. something like, like that kind of conversation yeah. going on. But we don't get it. All we get is angry Archer. Yep. So by the end yeah. of the episode, we get we angry do, Archer. Yeah. Uh, turning around to Boise, the uh, the inept uh, Nazi in space, and saying, you want a report? You've got a report. Yeah. Everybody's dead. Yep. Um, and now you've got um, Azumas to deal with. Can I introduce you to this gentleman? And then maybe have him annoy Boise. Again, they missed the comedy they did. as well. They did. We didn't get a Star Trek speech. We didn't get the comedy ending either. <laughs> um, they could have easily gone that route. And Zuma starts annoying this guy. Um, <laughs> it just that's it. It just ends. Yeah. The episode just ends. And Loren is dead. And all the prisoners are going to go back and presumably have to go to trial and have to go to Panama <laughs> in the end. And oh, they're going to a horrible prison life. Oh, uh, it's not a great resolution, no, is not it? Really. No. no. It's not Kirk, uh, is it? You know, if this was Kirk, it's not. By now, that the entire society would be changed and would be, you know, would be a just just society. Mm. It would be a completely changed society. Yeah. This isn't Taste of Armageddon no, exactly. where it destroys them. Uh, it's, it's that meme, isn't it? Though? So I just started blasting. We don't get any resolution. Like it, this, it feels like it should go somewhere else mm. with this episode. Like I don't want to say it should be a two-parter, but it should have at no, least God, no. had more of more of a consequence. Yeah. I feel like there should have been more there. If you want a bit of an action beat, Archer has a bit of a punch up, but nothing else at the no. end. Like this. There's nothing. There wasn't even hints of the Star Trek fight music when they were having their little battle, their little uh, fisticuffs moment <laughs> just before Loren goes into the cockpit to die. Um, there was nothing. No. It, it just finished. And that was it. And then we move on to the next episode. That was it. I can't think of anything else to say. <laughs> Kanemar is Kanemar. We left it at the end of the episode. And I think we've located think we that have. episode yeah. as much as we ever want to locate that episode. Um, so we go into Consequences. Yes. Your analogy is very colorful, Captain, but I question whether it addresses the consequences. 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 The concept of learning from one's mistakes shouldn't be difficult for a Vulcan of your wisdom to understand, Ambassador. I don't wish to contradict Captain Archer, but learning from one's mistakes is hardly exclusive to humans. Are there any consequences from this episode? I can't think of any, to be honest with you. Um, nah, not really. <laughs> no. Prisoner extraditions, maybe, but we've had that before. Um, don't don't run a cropper of a, a, a more Nazi yeah. space again. <laughs> Because um, they were very militant. Yeah. I mean, the, the the dress uniform was almost the same as the dress uniform for those aliens that we met in um, uh, the catwalk. Yes, yes. You know, the the, the sort of black yeah. sort of leather uh, militaristic uniforms. Actually, that did make me think, like, why wasn't there a little bit more play into previous episodes? What if 
he hadn't been um, arrested for being a smuggler, but actually because they'd come back on themselves in future tense, yep, yep. you know, they'd gone back into previous territory they'd already been in. What if this was some Colonel Grat, mm. General Grat ploy? You know, he was trying to arrest him, take him to Kanama, but actually he was going to then take him from Kanama to another detention facility and try and learn more about the Temple Cold mm. War and that sort of thing. Yes, I mean, as ever with Enterprise, it feels like there's lots more they could have done. It it seemed like an episode devoid of a, a chance to really make something interesting and, and continue a plot when they didn't. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, so not any consequences, no. nothing. There is nothing from Kanama. I, can, I, I think I can be safely assured that in the future, in the years to come of Star Trek, as more more shows come out, they will never come back and reference this episode. Maybe Lower Decks for a yes, joke. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is just as a, uh, as boring as the archer manoeuvre where they have to vent the yep. exhausts. Just get a giant cork for crying out loud. You know, something like that. Um, yeah, I really don't think they're ever going to come back to this. Uh, so we I go... I have to do it. Like, change the car, change the car, change the car. Ah, well done. Very good. Uh, he's, he really has worked out this puzzle. Uh, so from consequences, we go to alterations and expansions. What would you change? If you're not going to change, what would you want to see expanded? Would you want to come back and meet this alien species again? I think I know what's going. Do you know what? I'm going to say I, I can't be I can't be bothered to alter it or no. <laughs> expand it. It's just you know it's just one of those episodes and. Yeah, uh, it's not even worth our time trying to expand it. It's. It's so dull. It's just dull. Not as dull no, as the not as dull as the seven. I think that's. I think I held this in so much higher esteem because of the fact we've watched so much worse yes. beforehand. Uh, but yeah, I, I dread to think if we'd had. You okay? That's okay. Keep trying. You can do it. Go down the blue one. Change the blue. Yeah. And then pink, blue again. I die. Isn't that always the way? Go blue, go blue, blue, then pink, and then keep going. There we go. Um, I have no idea what I was about to say then. I've lost my train of thought. There we go. I've lost my train of thought because I really can't be asked. Exactly. Um, but um, I guess what I have to do, I have to go to this side of the blue. Yeah. Um, change the blue, and then go on the spikes. Oh, see, you worked it out. Look at that. Well done. Uh oh, yeah. Your head butted a spike. That's never a good idea. <laughs> Almost as bad as watching yes, this episode, indeed. isn't it? That's yeah. quite, yeah. An analogy yeah. for this episode, head butting a spike. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, very good. Right. Daddy's just got to do this one thing. So there we go. Um, recommendations. Are we recommending it to Star Trek Absolutely. fans? Absolutely. Uh, no, hang on. Uh, sorry. That was, a, yeah, something went wrong there. Um no, you're missing the word not yeah, I think at the end? No, is you uh, okay? So, yeah, I'm gonna be succinct, succinct today if I can say it <laughs> and say no. And uh, but you know, obviously, it must be in the toolkit to uh change minds and things. So, is it for non Star Trek well, fans it's as got well? To be in there. I mean, you know, this is this is classic Star Trek, this is this is mm -hmm. what we come to the franchise for, surely, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, where else are you going to get your airplane moments? Your uh, only falls yes. and horses in space. Um, no, uh, yeah, I'm with you on this. It's a no and a yeah. no for me. It's it's a 100 yeah. percent 
don't even bother. There's nothing in this. You get to see a Norsican yes. again. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. It's fun fun to see it. Uh, but other than that, I can't think of anything no. else. So that's that it. it. <laughs> Kanemaru's yes. done. <laughs> the one thing I am liking about season okay. two is that we've got so short episodes to edit. <laughs> like, you know, it makes my life a lot easier for the editing yes. process. Um, but uh, I just, I can't think of anything else. I mean, season two, it, it hasn't felt like a slog, but it just feels like there's very little for us to do here, temporal trek wise. You know, I wonder if this is some sort of criteria that will come about that as we go through the seasons, as we go through the years, um, uh, we all sort of realise that actually 2152, we had it good because there's so little to talk about. <laughs> and, um, and then as we go through, things are just going to get more and more complicated yeah. as timey wyminess comes into it. Certainly season three. Yes. It's really funny. I, I sort of remember season two as being much better than than we've sort of given it, you know, ratings for lately. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know what's happened. It's strange. Yeah, it's... I don't know why they sort of lost that that movement, that that impetus to sort of take all the really cool and interesting things they were doing with season one and just yeah. build on it. Um, you know, they're not a, a very fast ship, so they shouldn't be moving from sector to sector. Um, they could have easily revisited old species. They could have gone back and had Colonel yeah. Grant. They could have had all this stuff. With Future Tense, they had to come back on themselves so much and push the Warp 5 engine so hard... Um, why didn't they meet characters yep. again that they'd already seen and have some reoccurring characters almost try and find their own uh, Harry yes. Mudd or, or something yes. like that, you know, try and do something yeah. fun. If they want to do TOS, why not go yeah. TOS? Um, it just seems baffling why they haven't done that so far, but that's a general comment on yeah. season two. Uh, <laughs> right. That's that it. Is. The last criteria is S or double S for us because first we sell our podcast. So where can people find you? Dad? Academic Trek 47 on Twitter academic trek where you get your podcasts um yeah they're still there they're, they're still, still there. there that's good that's it um any more in the pipeline i know you said you've been in talks with a few people yes, is there... uh, hopefully gonna speak to um the spinal spinal frontier guys um that's Excellent. sort of in the that's going to be the end of may i think because um i believe she's just about to get her phd so she's just finishing <gasps> off and stuff so she's you know obviously that, that Bizarrely, that takes precedence over mm. coming onto one of my podcasts. Well, you know, you have I just to don't understand you have to it. Take your licks, yeah. really, don't you? I know. Yeah. Okay. People's priorities are not always no. the best. I'm yeah. just saying. You know, I'm, I know my priorities are, are divided, as you can see this episode as well. So I completely understand. But you know, someday, someday they'll treat exactly. us the way that the, we want the, to be treated. The, the 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 what's the word? The the reverence that we deserve. <laughs> <laughs> yes no respect no respect at all i do like a bit of rodney dangerfield um exactly but uh yeah so uh you've got the spinal frontiers and obviously by the time this episode comes out uh congratulations because yes. you've got your phd by this point so we do love you spinal frontier and uh and at some point i would we love do, to have you on the show yes. as well because if we get an episode where there's a lot of you know uh, species and all this kind of stuff it'd be really good to sort of get their thoughts on it well i mean we got the zindi coming up of course in in 
in uh, season three, that would be perfect, mm. wouldn't it? I mean, start talking about avians and uh, and aquatics yeah, exactly, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So yeah, aquatics and all that stuff. And yeah. reptilians. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure there's yep. some point we can get them in. Uh, yep. And uh, as I've been mentioning already, I've already been plugging my podcast already through this episode of Epsilon Three, uh, Cosmic Pizza. So there's yep. other places you can find me with Paul and Sean uh, over on the ESO network. Yes, Zachary, I know. It's very exciting. I've come to the episode uh, end as well. Um, but uh, uh, as always, we are going to set up the next week's episode. So join us next time yeah. for The Crossing, uh, the episode yes. where it's a giant fish full of wisps and they take people over and I'm not entirely sure why that's... Never mind. We'll find out. Don't worry. And I'm sure there's a very big retread coming as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so join us next time. There's no timey wimey as far as the episode's concerned, although we deal with some timey wimey creatures. So that's interesting there. But we do yes. start at zero minutes, zero seconds on the crossing. Uh, and season three, episode 44 of the podcast, season two, episode 18 of Enterprise. And that's it. As always, thank you for listening. And we'll see you in the next time stream. We will indeed. Yeah. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please remember to like, subscribe and review wherever you listen to it. If you would like to be a guest in the future or give feedback, you can contact me by either searching for the Temporal Trek Podcast Facebook page or find me on Twitter at Rider underscore Coattail. Also search the Temporal Trek Podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at Daniel underscore Hitch underscore Writer. Scripted elements of the show a work of pure fan fiction and any views and opinions expressed in the episode discussions are my own or that of the guest they do not reflect the rights holders of star trek any star trek sound effects or music are used under the terms of fair use and are not my own work the intro music birthright by audio binger is royalty free from the free music archive check out their work and others at freemusicarchive.com the temple trek is a free podcast with no patreon or sponsorship however if you would like to support the show, you can find my books by searching Daniel Peter Hitch on Amazon. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in the next time stream.